This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host Tanishka Sodhi and joining me today are two RWO debutants who have done some fantastic stories this last week. In the studio we have Sukriti Watts, a writing fellow at the Land Conflict Watch Action and full disclosure she's also a close friend and my batchmate. And joining us online is Bhavani, a reporter at the News Minute. Hi guys, uh welcome Hi. to RWO. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting us. So before we get into the stories, uh it is also the first time I think we three have covered elections you both have also been doing some great election stories so tell us a little about where you have reported from and what your experience has been like uh so i have uh, covered a story in madhya pradesh it was about app one mitra which is supposed to help the tribal communities get uh, rights over their land okay however the portal the technology has not been uh, very um, it's not been working for a long time uh, the forest right act is what like it gives settlement under forest right act but uh, that has not been happening so even though both the parties bjp and congress are talking about um, you know getting settle uh, like helping uh, right. the communities get settlement over their land when the the process through which you get the rights is not working when the technology is not working how i mean you're not really addressing that you talk right. about giving it like after election once they are in power but if just the process is not the best then how would you how can right. you make such promises so it's about the problems with the technology and where were you an mp and what was the election fever like <laughs> uh, well uh, it was much more in mp the election fever but i also went to rajasthan quite recently okay. for another story which was conflicts around renewable energy projects and i think the uh, fever in rajasthan was not as much okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah that so fever wise mp when <laughs> what about you bhavani how has your experience been and what have you been focusing on uh the story is not out yet it's about uh, two bhk also like it's a two bedroom uh, double bedroom scheme that telangana government has uh, has promised to give to the beneficiaries about 10 years ago okay and uh, uh, one more story i reported is about how uh, ksr has promised uh, like so many promises he made but none of them has been fulfilled okay so when you see both of it uh the number of people there in the state and number of beneficiaries are less than like less than 10% right. of beneficiaries or right. all of them are but still uh, they but he is banking on these votes also. okay and uh, what uh, is the election uh, color like in telangana tell us a little about the experience over there <laughs> uh honestly uh, we thought if bjp like if mandi sanjay Uh, who's the state? Who was the state president? If he would have been, it would have been much more uh, uh, like fun to cover. But now I think it's not that as much like uh, this week. I think there is a lot of uh, campaigning going on. Right. But till now there was nothing like oh, that. Oh, I guess in the last leg is always when things really uh, escalate, right? Since it's the last week, Telangana votes on thirty. Yeah, everybody November. is in Telangana. Amit Shah is in Telangana. Nandu is in Telangana. <laughs> News laundry is also in Telangana. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, we're going to be discussing today uh, Sukriti's ground report from Ramgarh in Jharkhand. Uh, this was published in Down to Earth last week, uh, and the story explored how, because of centre-state tussle and bureaucratic incompetencies, compensation for land acquisition has been awaited for more than twenty years. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Bhavani, who um, has been, along with the rest of the News Minute and News Laundry team, been on the election trail in Telangana with votes on November third. Uh, we've been on the ground, not just in Telangana, but in all the five states that have that have voted this month or are going to be voting. Uh, News Laundry and News Minute have collaborated to bring you um, extensive election stories, and we're only able to do this with your support. So before we uh, move on, if you haven't already, please contribute to News Laundry and News Minute's joint election fund. You'll find the link over here and uh, help us bring you great stories because we're stronger together and we're even stronger with you. So we're going to be starting with Bhavani's story. Uh, her story traces KCR's many schemes for Dalits and uh, their faulty implementation. So Bhavani, uh, one of the most important schemes for KCR, your story says, is for Dalits is the Dalit Bandhu scheme, uh, in which eligible yeah. SC families would receive rupees ten lakh financial assistance. Uh, but your report highlights how Dalit activists have said that the scheme is being implemented in a shoddy manner. Can you explain the scheme and the criticism around it? So in 2014, uh, KCR promised uh, a CM candidate would be from the Dalit uh, community. It was not fulfilled. Then in 2018, he, uh, in 2021, just before uh, elections, a by-election, so one of his close friend splits from the party because he because there were corruption corruption allegations, and then he joins BJP. So then there is a bipole. So that time he announces this Dalit Bandhu scheme. And just uh, during that time, he also announces like a lot of people, the uh, the highest number of beneficiaries are from this constituency. So it is implemented in an illogical manner. Why are people from other constituencies not, uh, there are not 20,000 beneficiaries in other constituencies. Okay, can you Why just you tell us a little about the scheme? Like, uh, how do you need to be eligible for this? Are all Dalits eligible? Um, how is it supposed to be given? Is it a one-time thing or is it over a period of time? Just yeah. elaborate a little about it. Okay, so first, in first phase, they told that 100 people will be selected from one constituency. And in another uh, phase, it's like the saturation phase, like like if there are 100 Dalits, everybody will get in that village. Oh, okay. It's like that. Okay. So in some places, it is saturation more and some places it is 100 people. What happens is when you apply, uh, you'll get 10 lakh rupee, like 9.9 .9 lakh exactly into your account, where uh, the district administration will come and help you with setting up a poultry or give you some buffaloes for uh, dairy, poultry, uh, dairy or give you a tractor, something like that. But uh, the main uh, drawback is that it is not it is not proportionate to the people uh, okay. population. There are less than one lakh beneficiaries of this scheme now. And how many uh, Dalits are there in Telangana? According to census, it's fifty four uh, lakh Dalits. It's almost twenty percent nearly. But it's a poor house, household scheme. Right, right, right. Okay. And uh, your story has also mentioned how KCR in public events and press meets used to promise that Telangana's first chief minister would be a Dalit legislator. But um, clearly that did not happen. And I believe he has publicly acknowledged that as well, uh, saying that it did not happen. And what are his reasons uh, for not keeping to his promise? And uh, are they legit reasons or are they excuses? How is it perceived? He simply said in a press meet that, oh, like in 2018, people accepted me. They, so they're happy with my decision. 
let's go with it that's mm. what his uh, Right. Statement was when when the press asked. Right, and I see that BJP and Congress have been um, of late using that. Uh, you know, that's one of the election strategies using that particular sentence of him to uh, ask him where his promises were. Right, I believe even Prime Minister Modi spoke about this and said that you did not Every, keep to your promise. Everybody, everybody is uh, pointing out to it, but he he is on a stand that people have accepted it. Why are you making a lot of fuss about it? That that's what he says. Right. And, uh, you know, your story also goes into how historically Dalits have um, supported KCR, but some sections right now are not very happy. So if they're not happy with him, what parties um, are you finding that they are leaning towards and uh, why? Like, are what are BJP and Congress doing uh, to get the voters? So I think historically they were with the Congress because uh, there were schemes like assignment, like lands were assigned. Right. Dalits are historically landless. So assignment lands were given. And uh, houses were also constructed. So they were with Congress. But when to, in 2014, when Telangana was formed, he, he promised the Dalit CM. So everybody rallied behind him. But uh, now I think the voter uh, made sure that whom they'll go with. I think it could be Congress, but also because there are beneficiaries, a lot of beneficiaries from Dalit Bandhu right. uh, scheme and also the land uh, distribution scheme, they right. might go with him okay and i see that bjp also has been um actively reaching out to dalits in telangana tell us a little about their outreach and what are they promising and what are people thinking about that it's a very interesting political landscape that that, uh, has uh, developed in the past few months because there is this uh, organization called MRPS. Uh, so Dalit subcategorization uh, sub- has been like uh, a demand for over 30 years now. There, there are two communities called Malas and Madigas. So Madigas are in greater in number, but they are much more backward than the Malas. Both of them belong to Dalit groups only. So Madigas have been demanding a subcategorization so that they'll get a designated amount of reservation, percentage of reservation. Uh, And uh, the MRPS has supported everybody. They reached out to every party to putting forth their demand that we want this. But it's now it's the BJP that has promised even more. Prime Minister Modi has come to the come to Hyderabad. Uh, both the leaders, MRPS leader Mandakrish Madinga Modi was here. It was a huge event. That's how the subcategorization is the word like okay. the, how they are reaching out to Dalits. Right, right. And is it getting? Um, I mean, are people also leaning towards BJP because of this promise of subcategorization, or is it sort of looked as? Just words that are not going to be fulfilled. Within the community only, there is a divide. There's a rift. People are uh, questioning MRPS uh, integrity right. with the BJP because right. of its ideology. Right. And some other some others say, why not? Let's give everybody a chance. We'll see what will happen. Yeah. And uh, another scheme, crucial scheme that you have spoken about in your report is the land distribution scheme, which was announced uh, before the 2014 assembly elections. So what is the status of this scheme now, considering that it has almost been a decade since it was introduced? Yeah, you can see the numbers. Like There are at least uh, hardly 7000 people beneficiaries in the whole state. And uh, people, uh, like according to the guidelines is that... Poor poor SC women will mm-hmm. be given three acres of land. Okay. Because uh, considering I told you the right. landlessness, 
now the government says the cost of unit like per unit has increased like one acre might be seven seven lakh is what they said but now one one acre is very costly and we cannot provide that scheme but when when we question them is this scheme has the scheme been stalled they do not agree to it but of course it's almost close to, close to being stalled seriously like they've just stopped um, implementing the scheme like over one year i think there are only 1000 beneficiaries like oh no and is this scheme specifically for dalit women or is it for dalit men as well no it's only for dalit women it's okay like, like all the schemes are given by the name by the women right name. and Even are there uh, still a lot of people who have not received the scheme yet and um, have been trying to get it but you know i mean what is the process do you have to apply to get it or does yes, the state yes. recognize yeah you have to apply to get it uh, if there is a government land they will provide but the, the same thing the government logic logic is that there is no government land left so uh, dalit activists are questioning why they are not acquiring land when they could acquire yeah. for projects or uh, for constructing buildings like their party party building and everything they are acquiring land but right. why not for dalits and the scheme has not been disbanded yet so it technically still exists right like on still paper is. so yes. it is odd to just not uh, implement it it's also odd yeah. that they are saying the government land is not available because wherever i have been the yeah. government land is always more than the private land or other right. forms of khatedari land so that's very interesting yeah definitely and do you think these are things that are going to um, matter a lot this election are these uh, issues going to uh, be in people's mind when they cast votes uh, rural side there is a lo- lot of opposition to the schemes all like uh, how the how these are implemented right there's a lot of anti incumbency but there should be a strong player to promise things but congress has promised 12 lakh Uh, to Dalit, uh, Dalit beneficiaries. Right. Hope that will make any difference. Sure. Okay. Uh, so moving from one topic of land to another, झारखंड एंड दिस स्टोरी इज अबाउट फार्म लैंड अक्वायर्ड बाय सेंटर कोल्ड फील्ड लिमिटेड अबाउट ट्वेंटी टू ईयर्स अगो राइट सो कैन यू एक्सप्लेन द सर्कमस्टांसिस अंडर विच लैंड वॉज अक्वायर्ड टू डेकेट्स अगो एंड वॉट आर द लीगल एंड एथिकल कंसर्न अराउंड दिस Okay so the land was acquired under a coal bearing act 1957 so this act allows for as much as acquisition possible for whatever is required for mining or right. exploration of land for coal mining so this has been uh, in practice uh, since 1957 lot of land has been acquired over the years so this act has already been criticized for a lot of things it's because uh, here you can acquire the land without even consulting the communities the compensation is secondary right. you acquire you give a notification in the gazette that means the land has been acquired by the uh, government and uh, then you can decide on the compensation which is also some, most happens unilaterally like you don't really consult the communities you don't negotiate with them so uh, this is this has been a problem for a long time this was brought to my attention through a parliamentary proceeding where uh, there was a question asked about okay. um, a specific area in jharkhand where the compensation was uh, delayed for over two de- decades this was asked by a rajya sabha mp who belonged to that village so okay. that was very interesting right and uh, in the response the central government had stated that the reason for delay was because uh, you know we have been asking the state government to verify the land records so that we can give the co- compensation but the state government has been unresponsive now there were two interesting things here one that is they finally agreed first ki uh, there are some compensation that has been delayed because in most cases uh, whenever a question like that is right. asked like there is never a 
straight answer it's mostly about okay they might be delayed but the, uh, they might be delayed for a number yeah, of reasons here they've acknowledged here that they acknowledge yeah. that it has been delayed they also shifted the blame to the state government which i thought was very interesting and i wanted to explore more of that so that was the first thing that made me want to go to that place and see what really the problem is now problem of compensation is very common like yeah. it's there everywhere yeah. and uh, you know people keep on asking that why why are you focusing on this now so there are a lot of things that are happening right now first is there are a lot of conversation happening around just transition uh i don't know if you know but in policy circles there are a lot of discussions happening about moving to green energy right. and also helping the people who were employed by the fossil fuel industry uh to get jobs away from there hmm. because like even in coal mining like coal uh mines are going to be uh, exhausted the yeah. reserves are going to be exhausted so people will have to be employed somewhere else but even before you're coming to this discussion we have completely forgotten about the legacy issue which is that compensation uh, that was supposed to be given for the land acquired decades ago several decades ago that has not been resolved yeah. the world has moved on the world is going on discussing about the other things when you have such a huge problem so i thought that it was important to highlight that secondly there has also been lot of discussions going on around amendments to the coal bearing okay. act 1957 so uh that has also been opposed for a lot of reason by the jharkhand government as well what are people saying in what way should it be amended so uh when you lease out the land so what does the companies do they lease out the land right. for a for a certain period of time mostly it's about 20 30 years uh that's what they think okay that is the amount of time that will be taken to mine out the coal but after the amendment they will get the rights or they will lease out the land for eternity like it's going to be like there's no limit to it so there will be no returning of the land back to the government or to the people to the communities which is very interesting because even when the coal mines uh, reserves are exhausted even then the land will be in the name of the government right so that those that are the reason why it is being opposed but right. then again before coming to that discussion why are we not talking about the original act that has caused so much problem yeah. so much problem including uh, the ones that i covered right and uh, explain this tussle a little center is saying that state is not implementing yeah. and what is the state saying this is uh, this is very interesting because i knew there were going to be uh, you know these are what i call bureaucratic hassle so when i went i went to the the state government department the circle office of the ramgarh and they said ki yes we have been getting the request to verify the uh, records hmm. uh, but we are not getting the documents to verify it so like from if you from the people from the ccl the ccl they say is supposed to provide them the documents of the people who right. have that land so that they can see the records and they can verify it from their revenue records like they have their own revenue records but if they are not getting the documents they can't verify it so now when this question was asked so it was very interesting that within that office they called the ccl people the central coal field limited people they called it and they were like why did you write this response <laughs> so the person who drafted the response he came to that office and he's like uh ha ha you're right we have asked you but we didn't provide you documents so they accepted that uh, the issue was that we didn't provide the documents but the reason was that tenants were not providing us the documents so then the blame was shifted to the tenants themselves right. the people who are uh, supposed to get the compensation now obviously why would tenants not provide the documents they have been waiting to get the compensation for so long they have told me they have showed the paperwork that they have collected over the years that they have submitted to different offices uh, to the ccl to their head office to the general manager office why would they not provide the documents because that is what will get them the compensation right 
so that was very interesting the tussle yeah. and obviously there's a bureaucratic lethargy like uh, i mean you keep on you don't uh, verification happens then you say ki, okay this document is missing like you get the genealogical map or you get the other sort of uh, attested copies you have to get now these people they don't know much they are not very educated these people are not much aware they don't want to spend a lot of money on the paper work as well they have to spend the money on travel as well so it gets really difficult for them every time these uh, official will ask them ki, okay do this or do that like these kinds of bureaucratic uh, hurdles that are there obviously that's a constant across the country but here it just gets really bad because yeah. the source of livelihood has been taken they have not been compensated for that right and, and you met, no legal recourse right and you met several of these families so yes, tell yes. us how many are affected families how have their lives been altered uh, by this thing that happened 22 years ago and uh, elaborate more about what are the efforts they are or hmm. i mean are they still trying or is it like one out of 10 people who is mm-hmm. still even trying and have yeah. the rest just like given mm-hmm. up on getting mm-hmm. compensation and have they received no compensation or they've received a little compensation hmm. okay so i uh, focused on three villages uh, one where the compensation was delayed how many villages are uh, affected there are many more villages but i focused on only three okay. uh, even we have used the database uh, from the organization that uh, i work at land conflict watch we have like a lot of data regarding the conflicts not just in jharkhand but like across the state so right. i've used that data in my story but i wanted to give like case studies and that's why i focused on these three villages uh one village kedla village was where the compensation had been delayed and not just the one that has been documented in the parliamentary response like there are people waiting uh people who uh, whose land got acquired in 80s even they are waiting so that was the one village second was achagdi uh which where the compensation was completely denied and it was denied on very flimsy grounds like okay uh you know you have been asking about it for too late when these people have been ask they have been uh, making such requests for over the years but then again the same thing was being done you don't have this do- document you don't have that document yeah. so there was a delay from the official side also so when the final uh, time came to make a decision they were like now it's too late like too late to make a decision and they cited one court case which was not related to the uh, villages yeah. or to the region saying ki you know in that case also there were people who have been uh, asking for jobs uh, for their land but uh, the judge said that you asked for too late so they cite that court case as a precedent and they said ki oh you won't also get it because they don't uh, didn't get now the third village was the layo village where uh, the compensation was offered in 1984 when the land was acquired but it was inadequate that is what the people believe now uh, it's very interesting because under the CBA act you are supposed to negotiate with the communities okay regarding the compensation like you have to come to a final conclusion ki okay uh, before uh, when we'll acquire this is the amount of money we'll give you so clearly that shows that the provision of the CBA act is being violated you right. are not negotiating with the communities you decided you gave the notification in the gazette you decided the compensation amount yourself and you said ki this is the money you take it or leave it and then uh, people will obviously will not happy they will ask you okay you can submit it to the treasury we won't take it but we also not happy with uh, you using our and land and are there uh, representatives in each village are there uh, local lawyers that are helping people or mm-hmm. is this forgotten now so uh, yes that's a big issue there are some people who have filed court cases uh, now there's also a process in how you can show your objection towards what's happening first is to uh, approach a tribunal which no one knows so that's one thing secondly if you don't get a decision from there then you go to the high court and then uh, to the other court uh, so there was this one person who instead of approaching the tribunal from the kedla village he uh, filed a case in the 
Jharkhand High Court. Okay. Now the case went on for some time, and the judge, without really giving any comments to the case, he said that when you have the opportunity to approach a tribunal, uh, you shouldn't have come to the High Court. So that now went to the Tribunal Court, and it's ongoing. Like the process is ongoing. So very few people, again in Achagdi, there are some people uh, planning to. file cases regarding um, denial of the jobs and in lio i don't think there's a lot of awareness or resources they said ki you know we don't have that much money we don't have that contacts we don't even know a lawyer who can fight for yeah. us so it's a very backward region and uh, it's very sad that all the opportunities that uh, they were promised or just the fact that this project is not benefiting the people uh, whose land has been taken So that's another thing. And uh, what occupation have these guys moved on to now? What is their main source of livelihood? So in all these three villages, the people used to cultivate the land, and this cultivation was not just for like selling the produce. This was for self-sustenance. Like they will produce uh, whatever wheat. all the crops that they would do uh, produce that is for themselves their family members but now that has been taken the source of self sustenance has been taken now they are forced to do like wa- uh, daily wage laborer work uh, which they sometimes get sometimes they don't get so that's what they were saying that we are in such a state of deprivation that before we used to cultivate for ourselves now we have to work for someone else to get the money then to buy the food that we can eat yeah and like you said they have no say in this they you have know, this no say in this not just in the land being acquired but even How much uh, the negotiations? Yes, how much money they when get when you are moved away from yeah. a place that affects so many factors, yeah. right? Not just livelihood. Hmm. And your story also mentions how the Coal Bearing Act, nineteen fifty-seven, says that compensation is always secondary. Like it, it says mm-hmm. so in yeah, the yeah. end. But which you've rightly written, this leads to compensation being deni- denied or delayed. But isn't there a problem with the approach itself? Like the act hmm. itself makes it clear that compensation is not the main focus you know it it is like, secondary mm-hmm. so that automatically yeah, yeah. nobody pays attention it to it it doesn't directly state it but the provision like it includes the acquisition first then comes the compensation okay. so uh, i mean it doesn't say the exact words but that <laughs> okay, is what yeah, that it would be a bit much <laughs> that is what it means so the thing is ki uh, see i don't want to sound too like radical but it's like <laughs> there is one way of development you know we are not understanding that these people might not want the kind of development that we want the act is made in a way that uh, we are doing the greater good for the country for right. the economic prosperity of the country and these are just unnecessary uh, small, collateral damage collateral damage yeah. there are the sacrifices that you have to make yeah. these people are not even being benefited and even if they were being benefited these are the people who would like to live the way they were always living right. these people don't want to go to malls these people don't want to go to cinema they just want to cultivate the land like they used to do yeah. so this idea of like we know what's best for you like this is what will get progress for you it's very uh, i would say it's a very colonial mindset yeah definitely so yeah. even the act i don't think is the it's very people's act right and uh, what were your conversations with the people like um is this something that people have been actively covering uh, have there been many reports of this before or was it for them also uh, a big surprise that you know from delhi you have traveled uh, to speak about this because these issues are so important but there are also so many that often even as journalists we don't give this the importance that it deserves you know we don't prioritize these as the sensational stories um, i mean land conflict is an organization you can check out the rest of the work they do actively prioritize land conflict stories as the name suggests but uh, what were your uh, conversations with the people like 
you rightly said that these are the kind of pre- uh, problems people think it's very common like it keeps on happening even for the rajasthan one the same problems uh, land is being forcibly leased out uh, nothing has been given in return so for me i thought ki it was firstly very important is that ki world doesn't forget you know it keeps on happening but you cannot just move on yeah. you have to keep on writing about it you have to keep on reminding uh, the government or the civil society that these problems still exist secondly uh, yeah it was very i think surprising for them that i went because these areas were not covered before okay i have uh, extensively checked the media reports i mean there are reports comes out of jharkhand regarding coal mining other sorts of problem i mean there's so many problems in jharkhand but this area specifically was not covered so to go to a place where i was not sure whether i'll get something or not uh, but to go there and then to find so many people like on such a vast level like this was happening and officials had no idea like you go there you name the village you name what the problem is and they would mostly be ignorant about it because they keep on being changed also so it's not like the same uh, right. circle officer same district collector yeah. will be there for a long time i mean it has been 22 it years it has been right? so yeah so people every time a new person comes they have no idea what's happening with the villagers the same process is started again so it was they were very happy obviously that i came all the way to they just wanted me to listen yeah you that's know, they just want to talk about their problems and maybe like in a hope that others can also listen yeah and uh, your story is a great elaborate read and i do hope it uh, makes the impact it should and people do wake up um, i also wanted to ask you uh, what about the local politicians in the area is this something uh, that they often speak about even the opposition parties uh, do they help the villagers or is this again not a priority subject for them uh doesn't seem to be a priority subject it has not come out as a political issue from what i uh, saw and i don't think these people have enough power as a voter base also to be able to make the political leaders right. take up the issue so i don't think as a political issue it's a big thing and especially i they were not tribals which is what uh, i think they uh, right. right now political parties it's more more and of a hot issue to sort of definitely. attract the tribal votes right so i mean great that you came across that question and somebody at least asked about this in the parliament and i mm. hope other parliaments <laughs> do follow this precedent yeah. and bring up these important local issues to the front um it was great speaking to you guys uh, but we do have the last segment of the podcast left where you guys have to recommend something uh, for our viewers and listeners it could be something you have watched or read or listened to that you think everyone should as well or at least everyone watching this should so sukriti recommend something okay not very recent but uh, the netflix show fall of the house of asho okay. i think it's very very beautifully shot very beautifully written uh, show it gives homage to edgar allan poe and i think anyone who is interested in gothic literature i mean this is the show for them also not a lot of jump scares it's not your common run of the mill horror show it's i think she's saying this just for me so i uh, do it's, not get scared of the horror tag yeah, and watch it's, it it's not horror it's very literary and very beautiful to watch just like lot of uh, i think uh, people who read literature people who read classics i think they would love it okay great yeah. we'll check it out bhavani what about you what would you like to recommend so recently we put out like my bureau chief has written about Razakar's story, like how it's a very political one, but it's very interesting how history is being used as a tool to polarize uh, voters. There's a movie also going to come up on this. Oh wow! Just before the elections, but yes, it it has been postponed. I think everybody who is following Telangana elections should read uh, the Razakar uh, story. 
okay, by Yunus, my bureau chief. Definitely. I would like to recommend a piece in the scrolls common ground section called Why Mumbai's Shoeshine Workers Are Fighting the Railways in Court by Nolina Minj. Uh, it's a very interesting story also because I have grown up in Bombay. I have traveled a lot by the local trains and to see an organization really shed light on the struggles of this occupation that uh, we don't think a lot about and their struggle in court and how they have actually gone to court because of a proposed amendment and how that could alter their entire livelihood. So it's a very interesting read and I would recommend you read this. Uh, thank you so much guys for joining us. Um, Land Conflict and News Minute have been doing great work. Uh, so do check the rest of their coverage, News Laundry's coverage as well and our election fund do contribute. Thank you guys and with that this podcast is adjourned. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app, watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, save the world. <laughs>